The year is 1987, and Dusty Rhodes has a dream. No, not that one. This dream isn't about the son of a plumber becoming heavyweight champion of the world. This dream is about violence, mayhem, and carnage. And like most all dreams that follow us into the waking world, it's a testament to the creative mind's mysterious ability to somehow imitate and innovate simultaneously. Two years ago, director George Miller brought his dreams to life in the third installment of the highly influential Mad Max series. And after watching the film's landmark fight scene, shot inside a domed structure of horrors, Dusty Rhodes got his own idea about what might exist beyond Thunderdome. And so the American Dream went about creating a nightmare of a pro wrestling match. Two teams of five men inside two rings surrounded by one huge rectangular cage with a top on it so there could be no escape. It would be called War Games. The match beyond. The few rules of the match, perhaps better described as logistics, are simple enough. One man from each team starts the contest. After five minutes of combat, a second member from whichever team wins a coin toss is allowed in the cage, creating an unfair two-on-one advantage. Every two minutes thereafter, the teams alternate sending a fresh man into the structure until finally all ten men are locked inside the cage. And only at that point does the match beyond officially begin. And once the war games are underway, they cannot end until someone surrenders. No pinfalls, no disqualifications, nowhere to run, and no excuses. But to turn his theoretical mad science experiment into a blood-stained reality, Rhodes needed the perfect competition. Enter the Four Horsemen. Composed of Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, and Lex Luger, the Horsemen are wrestling's baddest stable. And with the help of their manager, the nefarious J.J. Dillon, the horsemen have terrorized Rhodes with their superior numbers for the last two years. They've broken his ankle, and they've broken his arm. But they could not break the dream. And now, on the 4th of July, Rhodes will step into the menacing structure of his own design with the knowledge for the first time that the odds at last will finally be even. Standing by his side will be not only his superpowers tag team partner, the Russian nightmare Nikita Koloff, but also the Road Warriors, a set of skull splitters that will no doubt feel right at home inside the Mad Max fantasy turned reality. Their manager, Precious Paul Ellering will abandon his suit and tie in favor of battle fatigues, returning to his wrestling roots for a chance to get his hands around Dylan's throat. 
It's a blood and guts showdown. A war pitting the perseverance of the common man against the arrogance of the upper crust. And it's a match so incredibly southern that it might as well be deep fried and served with a plate of grits. All that and more coming up today on... recording because i wanted to capture the magic of my dog farting all over you (laughs) it's gross dude it's gross and then she sneezed like she didn't sneeze in my coffee but she got close enough to sneezing in my coffee that my ocd definitely was like she sneezed in your coffee okay here's the thing so you we, this all happened before we turn on the mics, and I was dying with laughter, and I didn't think it would hit me again. <laughs> oh, and then here it is, because you didn't just have a fucking <laughs> wiener dog sneezing your coffee, Bo. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. God. Hey, I'm Bo. And I'm Mike. <laughs> You're listening to... Tobe Suicida! What's what wrestling can be, and we're here in the shit house. Welcome to my shit house, Mike. Yeah, good to be here. Also, I feel like that was the best tope suicida we've ever done. Did we touch pitch, touch tone together? <laughs> That's, not... <laughs> That's not what it's called. <laughs> we're not, we can't, no, we didn't touch pitch, we didn't so, touch okay. tones. So admittedly, that's from uh, this uh, podcast called The Crab Feast, where they started out together. They they try to match each other's tone as oh. they get higher and higher, <laughs> and they call it touch and pitch. It's really good. They'll do one for like 40 seconds. I feel like that's not that hard to just hit a note in unison, though. Well, right? You want to try it? No, I don't want Well, yeah, I do. Yeah, uh, yeah. See perfect unison. We're fine. We're great. Why is that? Why is that hard for them? Are they? They're non. They're non musics. Oh yeah. Non-music, we are music. No, no music brains. Mm-hmm. We have music brains. People mouths. Yeah. Music mouths. <laughs> <laughs> music mouths that touch pitches. <laughs> so hey everyone, welcome to the show. Oh, are uh, we doing the show? Yeah, we're doing the show. That's cool. Happening. Great. Today's episode. What are we watching? Because you know the full details of it. Oh yeah, we are watching. The genesis uh, of WCW's War Games match, which is now, uh, or at least a version of it, is NXT's War Games match. So sort of in honor of, in honor of, wow, that was a little bit much. What what about it? Well, just for me to say in honor of NXT TakeOver War Games happening, (laughs) that seems like it was just a little bit... We love you, NXT gods. Top. Please accept like, our like the like the NXT War Games Takeover War Games had like had won the Congressional Medal of Honor or <laughs> it's something. Like, it's the end of Star Wars. He's like reti- <laughs> it's like retiring. It's the end of Star it's Wars. Like the, except yeah. Chewbacca doesn't get one. Right. Fuck him. You know. Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> NXT Takeover War Games. Luke. 
and Han mm-hmm. get the medals. Anyway, so the match. Um, so because NXT TakeOver War Games was happening, we thought it would be fun to go back and look at the origins of the War Games match, which means going back to WCW's Great American Bash Tour of 1987. Now, it, yeah. at this time, yeah. At this time, the Great American Bash was not a single pay-per-view event. It was a uh, sort of a summer tour of different dates through the southern United States, as the NWA and WCW were wont to do. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and um, it was the vehicle for uh, the idea that Dusty Rhodes had after... Uh, seeing Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah. Which is really funny because, I mean, I don't know how funny it is, but, like, it's really funny to me that they later will actually have a Thunderdome match where it's actually a domed cage. Yeah, yeah. But this, the, the War Games match was inspired by uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, so said Dusty Rhodes. That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So this is um, Dusty Rhodes finally kind of, you know, getting his hands on the four horsemen after they've been just being so just mean to him so for like, like so two straight years. Yeah, Flair broke his ankle. How can you be mean to Dusty? Uh, they found a way, man. Uh, and then they jumped. Oh, man, I really want to show you. <laughs> I kind of want to do that for Is It Shit House. Okay. Maybe I'll just... I have two, so you can do two. Oh, oh, fucking perfect. Great. Okay, good. Let's um, let's move it right along then. Um, yeah, we'll get to that match here in a second. But so, uh, yeah. yeah, let's just say what we thought of NXT TakeOver War Games and Survivor Series. Yeah, so this weekend, I whew, I watched a lot of wrestling. In fact, we were going to record two days ago. I was just like, I can't talk about wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> so it would have been to too much. This, too much. So, yeah, I, I caught up on most of NXT. I didn't watch the, the go-home show into war games but i felt i got the picture yeah yeah yeah. um and then i watched war games and i really enjoyed it um yeah I, what was, was your favorite what was your favorite part here's the problem is i don't remember what happened oh that is a problem okay so that 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 kind of sucks yeah i enjoyed um, it in the moment but now yeah. thinking back on it maybe because i'm so far removed from it and it just i haven't watched nxt uh yeah. from this week's because it's on right now um, I was trying to think. Even there was the women's war games match. I, lo- I did enjoy that. That was okay. that opened the show. Yeah. Uh, yes, that opened the show where Rhea Ripley, right. uh, basically single handedly defeated Shayna Baszler's team. I yeah, mean, she, that she was very cool. Had some help from a uh, returning Candice LeRae and Io Shirai, who had a. It was a weird spot where they were like mysteriously injured outside yeah. the ring and then disappeared. Yeah. Well, they should then- that big moon salt. Wasn't a moonsault? Came back. Cage? Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't where she got hurt, though. She got hurt. Um, I think she got speared or something. Um, Who's to say? There's no. Uh, there's no way of knowing. I don't know, but e- anyway, neither one of them suffered legitimate injuries. Um, and it really reminded me of Roman Reigns leaving the Royal Rumble for like 25 minutes to go yeah. chill and have a Sprite or whatever. Man, they did, I feel like back. they did that three years in a row. It was a bummer. Anyway, so back to back to NXT. Um, I, okay, I, the match is, is flooding back to me now. Um, in this thing, I real I love that it was basically two on four. Yeah. 
And I also loved uh, Dakota Kai's heel turn, mm-hmm. which when she first came out in her cool new ring gear and cool pulled back hair on the side, I'm like, she's turning heel because <laughs> this is a heels outfit. Yeah, you can and see it. And her new look is dope. You she can looks see fucking it. cool. Yeah. She's got that, that bleached acid uh, white denim uh, half cut jean jacket. It's fucking n- nice, Mike. It's n- it's n- <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing right now. <laughs> Hey, Bo. Yeah. Guess what? What? I agree with you that it's noise. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that's been a new segment on the show called... Noise. It's noise. (laughs) Is it noise? All the segments are, is it something? Is it this? Uh, Anyway. uh, Anyway, that was was noise. It was also noise that... uh, (laughs) Rhea, uh, that finish where she she gave the... uh, the riptide to Shayna yeah. uh, through the chairs. Oh, yes. That was gnarly. Very Great cool. finish. Really enjoyed it. Okay, so there was a, a title match in there somewhere, right? In War Games? Yes. So we Which had... Uh, uh... <laughs> See? What the fuck no, happened no, in we War didn't, Games? They didn't have a title match. Because the, the Undisputed Era, every champion... Right. Uh, was involved in a War Games match. So you had the women's War Games All match. All the men's belts were in the War Games match. Yeah. You had the uh, uh, Finn Balor-Matt Riddle match. Which that was, one which was, was fantastic. My favorite match on the card, and maybe so far my favorite match of the year. I thought yeah. it was just outstanding. It was really good. There's something about both Riddle and Finn, when they wrestle other people there, they're so good that they bring out the best in the other person. But then when they wrestled together, it's like just it's just magic. It's like it's like uh, Nakamura versus uh, Sami Zayn, which we'll get to eventually. Yeah, it's just this kind of just sweet perfection of energies together that makes just a fantastic thing to watch. Everything looked yeah beautiful. It was so clean and crisp and just not predictable and trite and boring yeah, yeah. it was exciting and i didn't know what was going to happen and it looked just like violent and realistic and it was so fun yeah loved it um and then of course the men's war games match which uh, i i love the kevin owens as the as the fourth man um that was a fun reveal i do wish he'd hang out more in NXT, but it looks like he's going to be the face to Seth Rollins heel on raw. So that's cool. Yeah. I, I like, I, I just want Kevin always in the main event picture somewhere. You know, I think he's just such a talent. He's got a good look. That's counterculture to what Vince McMahon actually usually likes. And, uh, he connects with people. He's great on the mic. Um, I just want what's best for Kevin. You know? Yeah. That's Pretty much no weaknesses on that guy. No. Um, he's, not he's, only he's getting new tattoos, which is cool. Looks cool. I like tattoos. <laughs> That's just me. Well, yeah. I mean, the, I, I, I'm o- I'm okay with that. I I think that um, the weakest part of Kevin Owens slash Kevin Steen is, mm-hmm. I would say, the haircut. Yeah, it's not great. Bad haircut. It's not good. Great everything else. Mm, yeah, great everything else. I mean, I would I would say every once in a while I feel like there's a little bit too much of like a uh, like too many swanton bombs and stuff. Yeah, but that's real He's nitpicky. Using his weight as a leverage. The guys, it's it. The stuff that he can do is amazing. Is 
top five talent in the company and he just when you look at his rules. profile his hair goes this way yeah. and his beard goes that way yeah. and he makes a little like a pac-man or like a greater than less than symbol he's like a little noise you get it? <laughs> noise, noise. <laughs> sick sick burn oh, cool compliment or something i'm not sure uh yeah <laughs> So anyway, uh, NXT TakeOver War Games was fun. Uh, we're glad that Adam Cole and Tommaso Ciampa are alive and yeah. well. Yeah. Um, they're doing okay. Yeah, that was a big, big drop for Cole, especially just the way his neck is tucked under yeah. Ciampa's arm. And that, then it cut to Brie Baker, like, quickly because she and oh right dr Britt baker are uh yeah are uh they're a I thing Brie, they're an Britt. item yeah they're an item yeah in it. and uh, i think maro maro ranallo even said oh it's Britt baker yeah the look on her face was definitely one of concern one of, um concern and that was and also shock. the look on my yeah i mean my job pretty much hit the floor when adam cole did <laughs> like i don't like i can watch it now yeah and go like oh my god that's so cool and i just am so amazed at their uh, level of control yeah. and like uh, their amazing ability to do something so dangerous and survive. But at the mo in that time where I'm watching it live, yeah, I want nothing to do with that spot. Yeah, it's like here's the thing with those big spots like that. I know they rehearse like maneuvers and whatnot uh, for the match. Do you think they actually? No, they can't because it's just it's too it would kill. Let's try it four, four or five more times. No, my neck is just killing that's me. It's like it's like that's like okay. Well, uh, I guess let's rehearse the chair spot where I wear <laughs> you, just, where I wear you out with the steel chair. What if the one where mankind gets hit by rock like fifty times? Comes? Yeah, we're just gonna rehearse. Let's that. Let's try that out. We'll do all sixty hits. I feel like that's what people think <laughs> wrestling is. Like yeah. that's how scripted wrestling is, where they're like, oh man, did, how did they practice? They must have practiced that a lot to be able to make those chair shots look so good. How swifty. Wow, it's wrong. People are just hitting like uh, the hanging bags with chairs in the back. That's how they rehearse. Jesus Christ. (laughs) So anyway, it was a good event. We both enjoyed it. Um, I think we're a little bit split on Survivor Series because after watching Takeover, um, I just thought that Survivor Series, like the triple threat threat that Roddy won. That was real good. Was good. Yeah. Um, I thought the men's. Survivor Series match was pretty good, mainly because Keith Lee is Keith Lee. Yeah. That guy is and just... He came out real strong. Extremely fun to watch. Um, the women's triple threat match at the end, uh, it, to me, I was like... Yeah, it was not... It sucks because all three of them together, it should have been something a little bit better than what it was. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of enjoyed the Ray Brock match for what I saw of it. I, I had to take the dog. Oh, yeah. Okay. Stuff, yeah. That was fun. That it was, was sort of. That sh- I, I feel just l- on paper, the women going last makes sense. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, um, I don't have a problem with that. Becky's, she's the biggest star in the company right now. So. Yeah. But um, I think after watching both of those matches back to back, the yeah. Ray and Brock in the th- three way women's match. The Brock one makes more sense to go on as main event. Just the energy in the match and the title and all that stuff. But either way, it was an it was an all right show. I think I was a bit high on it the first night upon watching, but thinking back, it was good. I like that NXT actually came out on top, which is cool. The problem with this whole thing is that now that the Survivor Series is over, everyone just kind of drifts away. It's like, all right, we're not feuding anymore. That's what I think anyway. It's just that's 
it's always it's a cool thing happening when you're watching it in the moment these like little invasion stuff but they never do anything really and you also have um unfortunately uh kind of a a uh an erasure of um the the feuds that are going on within a given promotion or a given brand like for instance io shirai and candace larae are on the same survivor series team and they just tried to destroy each other in a war games match and they've been feuding for the last several months um in arguably like the most intense feud in NXT. Same with Keith Lee and Dominic. Yeah. Dijakovic. Well, that was a little different though, because they patched it up to be on the same That's war true. games team. They like shook hands and were like, I respect you. And they were named Keith Lee was like, I respect you too. That was probably in the, the lead up episode that I missed. Oh, maybe it was, maybe it was. Maybe it was. I don't know. Anyway, um, when they shook hands, I was like, noise, noise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going to be in a team together. this is the premium content you come here for reset (laughs) so before we get into um our uh high spots here i want to uh do a little a little psa in the future from now on we're going to at least try very hard uh, to release episodes on tuesday yeah we think that this will allow us to discuss content in the most uh kind of current fresh form and uh have us be able to anticipate and look forward to uh wrestling that's released on tuesday and wednesday yeah nwa power and aew and nxt because guess what ron smackdown we don't give a shit it's just a lot it's (laughs) It's a lot it's a lot to keep track of it's like okay so like mike it's like I, i like want to but it's just like a bit much. It's a bit I like much. Like I would love to. It's just it's just a bit much. It's a bit much. It's a bit much. It's a little bit so much. Yeah. But the other stuff we we really like watching. It's not yes. a, it's not a chore for us. No. Uh and we'd really like to uh talk about it uh so that we're current uh in the week that things are happening. Also, it's gonna allow us at least, you know, we hope this is, is true. It's going to allow us to uh, comment on uh, news stories yeah. as they develop. Like, for instance, last episode came out after the uh, Jim Cornette mm-hmm. NWA split. Um, so our episode had nothing about Jim Cornette leaving the NWA after uh, yeah. making a, a disparaging what he said was a joke that <laughs> yeah. was an extremely poor taste. Yeah. Um, Not even like a one-off word, but like a an entire like an entire like an entire sentence <laughs> of bad, you know? Yeah, it was it was bad. I don't want to talk about it. No, me either. <laughs> it was bad thirty years ago, and it was bad now. Yeah. Um, uh, the point is that if we had uh, released our episode on a different day then uh, I think we would have been able to include that. Mm-hmm. Or or we, our episode would have been released before yeah. um, that had happened. For sure. So anyway, that's the goal with this. And uh, we appreciate your guys' patience while we get all the kinks worked out. It's all out coming together, though. In the show, yeah. It's we think getting it's, getting, it's getting better. Right? Yeah? I hear on the wind. Do you hear that? I feel like you have a question for me. Wait, do I? Oh, yes. Now I remember. 
Now it's time to say who you really like Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you bet to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite, who's your favorite, who's your favorite wrestler? Why well, I'm so happy you asked. My favorite wrestler this week is Tommaso Ciampa. Very good. Because I hate camo, but he looks real cool in that camo. And I love his beard, <laughs> and I love his bald head. And I, I love this is a real body mark of me here, but I just, I just love his his hairy chest. I really love Tommaso Ciampa. I also, all that said, he's just really good in the ring. I love watching him just wrestle. He's just fucking good. He has this intensity and this like fervor about him that he's just like he's honed. It's, it's I love him so much. You should hit him up on Twitter and see if he wants to touch pitches. I will. I feel yeah. like I'm just, you know, my ward low is just <laughs> real. Oh, it's just real it. packed and oh, tight. I forgot to make the worst ward low joke this week. God damn it. God damn you, Bo. Oh, fuck. I was like, I was like driving over and I was like, guess who's going to make the first ward low joke? Motherfucker. Fucker. Not Bo. Not Bo. I am. Not Bo. God damn it. Oh, shit. (laughs) Right in the ward love. (laughs) Anyway, I love Tommaso Ciampa. I think he's great. Cool. I, I, uh, whenever he gets injured and he's gone for months at a time, I get real bummed about it. Oh, man. Um, There was a legit period of mourning in my house when Ciampa had to relinquish the title because of the neck surgery. And that was like almost, hey, I might not come back from this. Because usually most people don't from the neck surgery. Yeah. My uh, my roommate, who is not really a wrestling fan, yeah. but was in the room enough while I was watching NXT that he became, like, captivated yeah. so much that he was, like, watching every week just because he loved Champa's character so much. Yeah. And I love when he has the belt, Goldie. He holds it tight wherever he goes. Whenever he's Champa's like the one guy in the whole Survivor Series thing that kind of stuck to his character a bit. Yeah. Because there was a moment on I was watching some Raw or SmackDown recaps where he comes out at the end of some Adam Cole as a match, maybe it's with Daniel Bryan, I forget. But uh before he starts attacking for NXT, he like attacked or or, or just stares down Adam Cole because Adam Cole has Goldie, his thing he desires. But then they worked together. So a little bit of storyline connectivity through Survivor Series, but that's about it. Like from where he's come, just in NXT alone, because he and Gargano have been here for a long time. Yeah. Um, just he's he's like you can see his intensity, his his character grow with his the way his beard has grown. Because when he first came to NXT, he had a tiny beard, and now it's just big and burly and out of control. Yeah, it's really and nice. I love it. It's really nice. Good. Yeah. Me too. Great pick. Uh, well done. Five, five stars. Five, but who who is your favorite wrestler? Great. Perfect. I'm glad you asked. I have an answer. Okay. I'm ready for your answer, Michael. Darby Allen. Excellent. Is pick. my favorite wrestler this week. Excellent pick. I get just like we were talking about how I like everything about Kevin Owens except the haircut. Yeah. Where uh it's not that I don't like it. It's that I get everything about Darby Allen. Except the jean shorts. <laughs> Which you've brought this up many yeah, times. I just, I don't get <laughs> on it. On and off mic. Maybe it's because I'm an old guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's because, uh, you know, I don't know. I just, I don't get it. I don't get the ring gear. But then uh, maybe I'm not meant to get it. 
Maybe it doesn't matter that I don't get it. Yeah. All I know is that when I watched that dude wrestle, when I watched him wrestle John Moxley in the main event of Dynamite, yeah. You know how everybody does that, you know, that spot where it's like, oh, are we going to get suplexed to the outside from the top turnbuckle? Yeah. Like, no, of course not. Yeah. No one's going to get suplexed to the fucking floor. <laughs> Who would from do the that? Turnbuckle. Who would do that? When Mox uh, locked up Darby in that, I leg- my heart legit like jumped <laughs> in my chest like because I wasn't sure. Yeah. And as much as I don't really like, um, I got condoning is a stupid word because that makes it sound like I have some kind of like moral yeah, authority moral control. Over yeah. Or like, you know, that's, that's not what, but, but, um, I guess enjoying yeah. like high risk wrestling because someone eventually is going to get hurt and like, yeah, you know, break something, something that matters. Right. Yeah. Um, when I, I can't help myself when I watch Darby Allen, his tope suicidas are so sick yeah they're great little the tiny little shoulder blocks it they're so cool he moves he generates so much speed in such a short amount of time yeah and he wrestles just like a fucking baby face should wrestle yeah you know even though he's kind of a dark character uh, the way that he generates sympathy by selling even basic moves he sells really, really well. And yeah. I'm like, fuck, is he really? Like, sometimes I'm like, is he really hurt? He's like a Zig- Dolph Ziggler also is such a good seller of things yeah. as well. But yeah, they, they remind me of each other in that regard. And that's that's the only regard. Yeah. But yeah, he kind of no. reminds I mean, he sort of reminds me of Rey Mysterio in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, his ability to generate sympathy. You know, that dude is fearless as far as taking bumps, you know. Falling on the ring apron from the top turnbuckle. Cracker Barrel Challenge. The Cracker Barrel The the legendary Cracker Barrel Challenge. On the Cracker Barrel of Um, note. Yeah. So uh, I also like that it's it's sort of silly like he, he comes out in a body bag but carried God, by six so guys dumb and cool so stupid <laughs> and then he and then he just skates down the ramp really fast yeah dragging the the mox body bag whatever man like it's different he's yeah. being what he wants to be he's a hell of a lot of fun to watch um and he's overcome what sounds like a lot of shit in his life yeah. so like good yeah. for you darby allen good underdog Good underdog. I love rooting for you. I loved your match against Jericho. I loved your match against Moxley. Well done. You're my favorite wrestler. Congratulations. We'll get you your medal in the mail. Yes. We're having them made up. They are, I would say, between five and 6,000% cooler than the AEW (laughs) Tag Team Tournament medals. I watched all of AEW tonight, this week's Dynamite. Oh, okay. And it's, it's... it's not a great show. It's fine. Okay. Um, main event's great. Uh, there is one match in there that's Omega versus versus uh, Pack is Pac. I do this every time. Take a take a swing. Which one do you think? Pack. It's Pack. It has to be Pack. The bastard Pack. That doesn't sound right. Is it the bastard Pack? Oh God, Mike, you gotta say something. <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's man. Pack. Watching you squirm it's is pack. just the best. I'm concerned, my wiener dog. That's so good. Ingrid is very worried here. <laughs> By the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome Ingrid to the program. She's yeah. back. 
She's actually on the on the uh, couch here with me and Bo in the shit house. Calmer than ever because I took um, her toys away two hours ago and she forgot about um. Where were we at? Our third co-host uh, has nothing to add at this time, Mm-mm. so uh, I think we should move right along to is it shit house? Yes, the answer is yes. Ah, Everything is shit house. But are the two good. things we each brought today shit house or one or two? I forget how many yeah. many you brought. Um, do you have one ready right now? Because I gotta get mine. Uh, I gotta get mine too. Okay, mine's on a tweet. Mine's on the World Wide Web Shit, and my close. desktop. I mean, on my <laughs> yeah, on my laptop's desktop. <laughs> okay, you start getting that. Yeah, we're I'll gonna get, cut this stuff. <laughs> no. And I'll get, where's my phone? Okay. Michael, my first one. Yes. On Is It Shithouse. So on Twitter, there's been this 10-year challenge where people are posting side-by-side photos of them in 2009 and them in 2019. Oh, Jesus. Um, Joey Ryan. Vanity of this culture. (laughs) Joey Ryan posted his saying, I feel like we already did this earlier in the year, but here's my 10-year challenge. Uh, I want you to tell me if his evolution of sleaze is shit house or not? Okay. Yeah, it's totally shit house. Yeah, it's disgusting. That right photo. It's it's vi- it's a it's vile. <laughs> it's remember when I was talking about Champa's like chest hair. Yeah, no match. Joey Ryan's is much better. Yeah, Joey Ryan is um gross. <laughs> I love him so much. You know. And here's the thing. I'm gonna I'll tweet him, and he probably will respond. This episode, <laughs> Joey Ryan is quote gross. I will say Joey Ryan um, has one of the uh, absolute best gimmicks in the entire sport. Like right now with the 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 dick flip, whatever he's called. I mean, just the entire. Uh, I mean, he's been doing it for years. You know, at this kind of like sleazeball Joey Ryan, you know, adult film star Val Venus sort of character. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he just reminds me of there was this spot on Raw a million years ago. It was like 2003, probably, where uh, the Undertaker, when he was the American badass, mm-hmm. uh, carried around a cup that he would uh, like no spit spit his oh, chewing no. tobacco I don't like into. That. I'm, I'm remembering this now. I don't like I that it. either. Yeah. Ew. Who likes that? No. Right. One. Gross. Um, they did a spot where uh, hang 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 in there, Bo. Is someone going to drink some of that spit? Well, yeah. I mean, I don't think it was real. <laughs> okay, good. You know what I mean? Like, well, you never I, know. I mean, with Dreamer, you don't know. It's true. I have no idea. Maybe it, maybe it fucking was. It's, I don't know. But anyway, um, that's kind of what the gimmick reminds me of. And I feel like there was this, actually Tommy Dreamer again. He did a spot with Joey Ryan where Joey Ryan like pulled a lollipop out of his tights or something yeah. and then to- and then Tommy was like, "Oh, yeah, I'm a lollipop." Yeah, that's one of his moves. Yeah, gross. <laughs> Pulls a lollipop from his trunks and then shoves it in their mouth. It's gross. And then they grab his dick and yeah. he just flips him. Right. Yeah, with the power yeah of the of the loins. <laughs> anyway, um He's gross. You got it. I he, love He's him. gross. He's he, gross. But he's carved out uh n- you're never going to confuse anyone else for Joey Ryan. Correct. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what's well, your first shit? House? Yeah, my first is it shit house is actually um, 
a, a video uh, that uh, is part of uh, the kind of the build uh, to War Games, the extended build. I believe this takes place in 1986. Okay. Um, it is like a cops style video, like shot on um, somebody's like sh- you know shoulder VHS cam. Yeah. Of the four horsemen, um, kind of attacking, not kind of attacking, attacking Dusty Rhodes. Okay. Miscreants. Here we go. So this is the lead up to the match we're going to watch? Yeah, this is the, I believe, the year prior. Okay. But this is part of the Rhodes horseman feud. Do we know where this is shot? What location are we at here? Uh, I believe this is in uh, the Carolinas. Uh, I think they're pulling into uh, what is like Jim Crockett's office yeah they've waited for dusty roads it looks absolutely dreadful oh yeah the weather looks just like just a big armpit wet fart i guess an armpit wet it wouldn't be wet it would be dry so is dusty in the red car yeah okay or supposedly no who is he talking to the driver is it some guy he hired he's talking to the cameraman (laughs) these good southern boys are beating him up with a pipe of some sort there's cursing Dusty, what did he ever do? God, these guys are all so very big. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now. I don't even have to watch the rest of it. This is very shithouse. <laughs> what is that? And what's he doing? So Arn Anderson is now tying Dusty Rhodes yeah. to um, oh, no. like a work truck. Oh, no. Trucks move. While J.J. Dillon strangles Dusty with a baseball bat. God damn it. Don't drive the car. That was a weird cut. That one right there. It's just complete nonsense. There's so much high-pitched rabbling. What just happened to the video? Okay. (laughs) The video cut out. Okay, something's on the lens. This is so low budget. I love it. (laughs) He was just trying to get to the office, you know? There's the promo plug. We'll see you tomorrow night in Charlottesville or wherever. (laughs) Then the freeze cut. (laughs) Yes, the answer is shithouse. What else is shithouse? Tony's fucking stash. Tony Schiavone and Bob Cottle. <laughs> Look at that mustache, yeah, Tony, my man. Yeah. Come on the show, talk about it. Oh, no, that's not, that's not Bob Cottle. I'm sorry. That's David Crockett. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, so that was uh, the spot on the lens was um, Turner Broadcasting, like uh, censoring Dusty Rhodes's, you know, kayfabe mangled arm and hand. The freeze frame was them not showing that part of the video <laughs> where uh, Arn or Oli, whoever had the bat, yeah, like busted up Dusty's wow arm and 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 hand and stuff. Anyway, I just thought that was super. Like it was, it, it just looked so. Um, it just creeped me the fuck it's out. Just, it's chaos. You know? it's like when when you see the matches uh, from the olden times where they do go into the crowd. And there's just photographers everywhere, and the crowd's all like breathing into their mouths. Yeah, it's just so claustrophobic. <laughs> what? Wait, the crowd is breathing into their mouths. Yeah, because that's how close they are. They're like, it's <sighs> <laughs> oh, right into their mouths. Oh my god! All right, what's your what's your second? Um, is it my shit second house? one? I don't remember. Oh yeah, so tonight on AEW Dynamite, Chris Jericho announced a thing you, you can buy now. And I want you to uh, tell me if it's shithouse and if I should buy some. <laughs> okay. It's a little bit of the bubbly. No. Bubbly. 
It only comes in a two pack for forty six dollars. <laughs> Why does it come in I a two pack? I can't. I want to buy one, but you can buy two. That doesn't. You can buy three. You can buy Wait. six. You can buy fucking twelve what? bottles. <laughs> Listen, you want to get a bubbly for one of one bottle of bubbly for each month? It's two hundred and seventy six dollars. <laughs> oh, no. Seems like an investment. So is okay. it? Is it shit house? Let me see. Is it shit house? It's just there's not a lot of it. There's only a little bit of it, you know. Yeah, it's shit house. Yeah, I, I think because you, yeah, I think because um, you can't just order one. Yeah, I mean immediately that to me is a clue that it's shit. It's house. such a like Jericho. I love the dude, but it's such a like a, a carny. This is such a carnival act thing yeah. to do, and I love it. Yeah, I think um, maybe we should order the two pack so that we each have one, and then and we do some type some type a, of bubbly another, challenge. Is it shit house. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay, cool. Very cool. I like that. Yeah, that's. I would say it's shithouse. Awesome. All right. Now, uh, for mine, Bo, I need you to um, either plug your ears or leave the room because I need to talk to the listeners privately for a second. Wow. Okay. I'll just leave the room, I guess. It's my apartment, but I guess I'll just leave the room. <laughs> Okay, everyone. So now that Bo is gone, my second Is It Shit House is not actually an example of Is It Shit House. This is a new segment that I'm introducing called Is It Bradshaw? Um, <laughs> I happened to come across a video of a professional fight, a mixed martial arts bout that I had not seen in many years it was Tito Ortiz's first fight with Ken Shamrock. I think it is UFC 40. That may not be correct, but it's their first bout. And as I was watching um, the highlight clip, it was like in, it was in my feed somewhere. I noticed that there was an individual basically cage side in a uh, American flag T-shirt and a backwards baseball cap that I thought looked very much like John Bradshaw Layfield before he became JBL. Pre-JBL, post-Justin Hawk Bradshaw. This is like APA Bradshaw. Uh, and we're going to see, by looking at these screen caps, if Bo can identify if it is Bradshaw. Okay. Okay, Bo, you can come back in. Hello! What did I miss? All right. Okay. So, I happened to watch um, just a like a highlight of an old fight that I had seen before. Okay. Uh, it was, we recently, we talked about Tito Ortiz, who is apparently fighting El, Alberto El Patron for charity for their replica belts or something. Yeah, I think we talked about that in uh, the last episode's audio that we scrapped. Oh, great. Perfect. Yeah. And everyone knows what we're talking about. <laughs> um, uh, this was when Tito Ortiz was actually quite a force in MMA. Um, I'm just going to show you some screen captures from the fight. Okay. And um, I want you to, it's less, is it shithouse? Okay. And more, is it, uh, is, Art. is there something that you notice about these screen caps okay. that catches your eye? Okay. okay, I'm ready. Here's the first one. And I'll just go, th I'll go through these okay. and you can kind of. So there's three? Yeah. Well, there's four, I think. Okay. Okay. There's the next one. Okay. Okay. Here's the next one. Here. Okay. 
I see four. It's hidden there. Oh, there's four. Hello, four. And then there's this one. Um, You see anything that catches dude, your dude, eye? Dude, the black trunk's passed out. Yeah? Or did Tito pass out? Okay, so I want you to focus on the areas of the photo that are not the fighters. Does anything stand out to you? <laughs> fucking Bradshaw. What the <laughs> fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing, Bradshaw? Ladies and he is gentlemen, into it. I am not crazy. <laughs> that is Bradshaw. Bradshaw, right? Yes. That's, and that's that's middle of APA Bradshaw. Fucking A. I just said that. Because that's 1998 shit <laughs> yeah. when Tito was huge because Tito was in the first uh, UFC or mixed martial arts, whatever it was called, video game. Yes. It all comes back to video games. So this has been a new segment on the show. That Where I have Bradshaw? introduced called, Is It Bradshaw? <laughs> <laughs> and it fucking is. Now look. Now now look at all of these with, uh, with a new eye. Yeah. Okay? Bradshaw. Bradshaw. And he's really getting, he's, he's into so it. He's so into it. Because he, each, each, each frame, he stands up and gets closer to the cage. Look how fucking close he is. He's loving it, dude. Look at this. He's fist pumping. God. All right, anyone, uh, anyone, that everyone. Haircut. What yeah. is that haircut, Bradshaw? Uh, the shoulder length, <laughs> uh, jet black, uh, blackjack Bradshaw, uh, shoulder length hair with a black baseball cap, an American flag t-shirt tucked in to some <laughs> Levi's with a belt. <laughs> everyone, if you can go watch this fight, I think the UFC posted a highlight of it. Go ahead and watch it for yourself. And uh, play along with us. Uh, play is along with Is It Bradshaw? <laughs> Let us know. Tweet at us. Uh, if you think it's Bradshaw, shout us a holler down. All right, everybody. That's been Is It Bradshaw? <laughs> yeah, no theme song for that one unless something comes to Mike in the shower. Oh, is yes. it Bradshaw? Is it Bradshaw? No one really knows. Is it some random Texan? Who's gonna know? There we go. That's the song. That's good. All right. Well, we're going to jump into the, yeah, uh, the, match, into the match. Oh, God. Before I forget. That's right. What? I almost forgot. What? We got another mention on Dynamite. We did. Last week. And I listened to it and I forgot what it was. Oh, my God. Well, that's great because you can listen to it again right now. My God. Okay, seriously. We got to have one a show, man. I love it. Tony invited us to be on Dynamite. He said he's got to have us on the program. And almost by command, Tony's name was mentioned. And Therefore, J- my lights turned off. J- that was weird, actually. Yeah, the lights in Bo's living room just turned off. Is it 8 p.m.? Like maybe sure is. Mm. That just happens at 8. Weird. Know. I feel like that's also like something that happens in Ric Flair's hotel room, where yeah. like the lights, like he has someone come over, and they're just having a conversation, and then the lights just go out, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know what happened." And, or no, and then they turn on to like a, a like a yeah. lavender mood lighting or some yeah, nonsense. Yeah, 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 something really stupid. The other thing is, is that Jr. really, uh, I mean, I'm flattered. There's Jr. and Excalibur are supporting on air live. They're yeah. supporting. Their fellow caster Tony and his love for our podcast. Yeah, I think that's commendable on all accounts to have a new commentator, you know, like in Excalibur and then old school in JR, both have the respect for us that Tony is showing. Yeah, dude, it makes that's really cool. It's really validating. Like it makes it feel like all the hard work we're putting into the cast is uh, worth it. Yeah, it's it's like paying off. It's like six episodes in 11 listeners, you know. 
sure that number is small, but it's bigger than it was. And I think Tony has something to do with that. Thanks, Tony. Thank you, Tony. It's, we Hell didn't do yeah. anything. It's just all, it's all you, my man. Yeah, it's Tony and Thunder Rosa liking our post on Instagram. I think Tony has a thumb ring. What's a thumb ring? A ring that he wears on his thumb. Okay, well, yeah. All right, I could have guessed it was that, but I don't think that's a thing. I don't think they make rings for your thumb. Am I for Tony? You never know. What the fuck? <laughs> Did you just invent the concept of a thumb ring? No. Just you'll now? see it on like a uh, real cool dude. <laughs> hey, hey, Bo. <laughs> yeah. Noise. Noise. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Magic jump people. In. We're jumping into the match. Uh, this is the Great American Bash Tour 1987. The first time these teams meet is on the 4th of July. It's the first ever War Games confrontation. Dusty Rhodes' team, uh, that's Dusty Rhodes, the Road Warriors, their manager, Precious Paul Ellering, and the Russian Nightmare Nikita Koloff get the win over the Four Horsemen and their manager, J.J. Dillon, after J.J. Dillon has his shoulders separated after taking a doomsday device, uh, and he gives up. Do you remember when Big Boss Man stole the Big Show's dad's casket? and attached it to a hearse, and then drove off, and the Big Show jumped on the back of the casket while it was dragging on the back of the hearse. It was really bad. We'll see you after the match. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment that every Dukes of Hazard fan has waited for. The war games are finally underway, and it is Arn Anderson and Dusty Rhodes who begin the contest. Typically, Dusty would be considered the more flamboyant showman of the two, but in this case, it is Arn's chic contrast of powder blue tights and red knee pads that steals the show in the early going. The opposite color, some would say. Red could be considered the opposite of blue. Yeah. Um, If... uh, as much as any other color could be the opposite. I, I don't know. I don't, maybe, maybe like Venom was okay. kind of like a bluish black color, and then Carnage was definitely red. That doesn't. But that doesn't mean they're. I'm just trying to think of a color wheel. Like, what does a color wheel look like? What is a color wheel? <laughs> <laughs> it is Dusty Rhodes who strikes first, ladies and gentlemen. Flooring Anderson with his patented bionic elbow. But rather than follow up, Rhodes is now scaling the turnbuckles for what would appear to be the first time in his entire fucking life. It seems that Dusty has lost his damn mind, ladies and gentlemen, for he is now top roping his way across the second strand like a rotund but delicate arachnid, luring his unsuspecting prey into his all but wait, yes, Anderson has taken the bait and he pays the ultimate price now as Rhodes flies in, swinging from the top of the fucking cage with the graceful agility of a young Douglas 
Fairbanks to deliver a devastating boot to Anderson's chest that would most surely stop the heart of nearly any man on earth. The dad swing. The just does a swing off the top rope. <laughs> it's really awkward. It's so bad. Very strange. Rhodes is on the attack now, firing big left hands into the jaw of the enforcer who staggers off balance like a drunken grandfather who insists to his family at Christmas time that he is perfectly capable of once again playing the role of Santa Claus this year. Rhodes terminates that ambition, however, as he delivers an uppercut directly to Anderson's testicular bulge, sending the bloodthirsty Atlanta audience into the kind of frenzy typically reserved only for Georgia Bulldog football games and Saturday nights at near closing time over at the local Chick-fil-A. Listen to this fucking crowd. They're blowing up. They're animals. They're <laughs> rabid animals. <laughs> Jesus. I think that guy just picked a wedgie without using his hands. Did you see that guy dance? In his acid wash denim stretch jeans that he had going on. You know, if you're going to wear jeans, they might as well be washed in acid. That's yeah. how I feel about it. That's, That's how you live philosophy. your life. That's your yeah. credo. Yeah. Credo? Is that the word? Creed. Mm. What's credo? Dusty Rhodes has two years of frustrations trapped inside of him, ladies and gentlemen. And he is finally using them as fuel to punish his callous tormentors. He's bounced Anderson's skull off the canvas with a DDT, and he's now grating Double A's forehead against the steel mesh of the cage, coaxing bloody retribution from his tortured foe. Oh, there we go. Yep. Okay, so we First are blood. Uh, approximately get 13 seconds into the match, and Arn is bleeding from the forehead. This is the opposite of the WWF at this time. That's the uh, the World Wildlife Fund, yes? Correct. Okay. Yeah, with the panda logo. Yeah. Oh, for shame, ladies and gentlemen. Arn Anderson is now begging to be released from this unmerciful structure. But his suffering is only just beginning, folks, because Dusty Rhodes is now applying the most menacing of all submission holds. The figure four leg lock. I always thought the way that Dusty hooked up the figure four was funny. Why why do you think? Because he doesn't spin. He just steps. He just fucking sits down with all of his weight. (laughs) He just like like points his ass at his opponent and then picks the legs up. And then just crushes their ankles. Yeah. (laughs) But the advantage of Rhodes is soon nullified, however, is the cruel toss of the coin grants the evil horseman a temporary two-on-one advantage. A fresh Tully Blanchard is now in the cage, and Anderson joins him in delivering two minutes of mean-spirited punishment to our fearless hero. That hellish ambush is interrupted quickly, however, as Road Warrior Animal is unleashed. 
and like a one-man cavalry, he rides to the rescue, swatting the horsemen like mosquitoes and inciting this raucous collective of Matlock enthusiasts to near pandemonium. You see the mullet on... Animal. Yeah. Yeah. I Fully. Almost, I almost did the haircut today. Really? I just... I don't want to go. There. I hate sitting in that chair. You need a longer, you need it's, longer it's, hair before we can really call it a mullet. Shit. Oh, God, Ingrid, stop! Oh, stop poor farting. baby. Oh my God! She need to go outside. Jesus I think she needs to Christ. shit. Do you have to shit, baby? God. Is that why you've been oh, looking fuck at me? You. Fuck you, goddamn Ingrid! I love you, but that is gross. All right, we're gonna pause this. The Nature Boy Ric Flair is now in the cage, ladies and gentlemen, and somehow on cue, seemingly without being touched by another wrestler, his forehead erupts in a fountain of blood, staining his beautiful bleach blonde hair a deep. Hue of crimson. Just about everyone in the cage now has been busted wide open, and the match beyond has not even begun. Got so many groin shots, and everyone is bleeding. Yeah, they really like it's no DQ, so they really go to the limit with that. It's like, okay, we're gonna get blood out of you as soon as possible. Yep. And while you can't see the when the blood's in your eyes, I'm just gonna throttle your crotch. <laughs> With punches. Four men are in the ring. Six are remaining. Luger's still got to come in, huh? My favorite wrestler, Lex which Luger. Week, which week is Lex Luger going to be our favorite wrestler? Oh, my God. I have no idea. He's just Maybe he's too good. Which Luger is your favorite? Because Let me, let me ask you about this. Because okay. this is important. Uh, this is what the people really want to know. I got it. Go. Is your favorite Luger, 80s Luger, post-USFL... All the potential in the world, crazy physique, United States champion, like dynamite rookie Lex Luger, or made in the USA, WWF Lex Luger, or is it the narcissist Lex Luger, also in the WWF, or is it back in WCW again, I'm no longer being called Lex Luger, I'm only being referred to as the total package. Okay, so I'm just going to go on a limb here and say all four I don't care for. <laughs> um, but of the four, yeah. I would say uh, the Made in America Lex. Yeah. The only reason being is because I don't like Lex, and that gimmick failed so hard. You know what was fucking rad, though? When he body slammed Yoko Zuna on the USS Intrepid, and he came in on a helicopter in a United States of America flag shirt. A puffy one, too, right? Like a Jerry Seinfeld-looking ass. Yes, definitely a Seinfeld (laughs) uh, flag shirt. Uh, Ripped it off and then slammed Yoko in the body slam challenge and turned babyface. God, did I love that when I was, you know, nine years old. (laughs) I think Luger had a wrestle buddy. Really? I might be just mixing it up with Warrior because they both had the arm Yeah, passes. no, I don't think so. Because Luger was with WCW uh, in, yeah, in, you're right. in NWA at that time. When wrestling buddies were I mean, home. like, he sucks, so. 
I mean, that's in general. Also, I love the idea that someone gets a Lex Luger wrestling buddy, and uh-huh. then it just doesn't re- like it. It doesn't want to wrestle. It does. You don't have any fun. Eight men now do battle in the cage, but the biggest difference is undoubtedly made by the second road warrior Hawk has descended upon the war games like the Angel of Death, and he appears hell bent on carving five new notches in the health of his glorious gold-encrusted claymore. You'll notice that Ingrid's not on the couch anymore because we shamed her. I don't think that's why. I think <laughs> that she accomplished her mish. And uh, there wasn't a lot left to do. Yeah. There's no more territory to chart. That's it. <laughs> There's no more Mike to fart. Thank you. Fuck you, bro. I'll be here all week. <laughs> Gross. The managers have now finally entered the fray, and it is clear that the horsemen are at a distinct disadvantage, ladies and gentlemen, as the match beyond now finally begins. And like two hungry lions, the road warriors have cornered the weakest member of the opposing herd, the pale and molasses-like J.J. Dillon. Oh no, Animal now hoists him as high as the top of this insane cell will allow. And Hawk nearly decapitates everyone's least favorite uncle. The doomsday device has been detonated all over J.J. Dillon. And his right shoulder pays the price as it's driven into the map with such force that it snaps like a stalk of fucking celery sacrificed to create a delicious holiday stuffing. Dylan now crawls under the bottom rope, but mercy does not exist in the vocabulary of the fucking road warriors, as Hawk proves by literally standing on Dylan's fucking throat and forcing him to signal his surrender to the referee. The match is over. Rhodes and his team are victorious. The horsemen have been defeated. The people are flooding out of the Omni now and heading en masse to the Budweiser factory. And I dare say that a celebration of this magnitude will not be seen again until Jesus Christ returns to Earth on a chariot of perfect eagle's feathers and tells everyone that he is sorry for how fucked up the world turned out, but that everyone is invited to party down at his dad's house. Thank you, Jesus. We are so fucking happy that you turned out to be a cool dude after all. The video cut out near the end, which sucked. That was disappointing. Yeah, because it wasn't our video. It was just the way the video was uploaded because it's just so old. We actually had to watch this on Facebook video, uh, which is a weird place to watch it. But couldn't find it anywhere else. Yeah, it's so... You think that... I feel like I bet it's somewhere on WWE Network, right? Yeah, man. I mean, I really looked. They did. When they updated... to find it. This summer. Yeah. They switched, like, streaming providers. Yeah. 
and enough to do the look and the, like all the old old school stuff is so hard to get to and find now on the network that, especially on the phone i think it's easier on the computer but i'm never on my computer when i want to stream stuff so i don't know man i was on my laptop i was on uh my tv i was trying both <laughs> it was impossible for me to find the great american bash 1987 on the yeah. wwe network I, I mean maybe it lives somewhere but i couldn't find yeah it. yeah so dave Meltzer gave that second War Games match. Oh, right. Okay. Five stars. Really? Really. Cool. What I will say um, after watching both of them uh, is that, and the, sort of the reason why I thought, okay, we should do commentary for the second match because that's the one that got five stars. Yeah. And that's the one that is probably the better of the two because they've worked out, you know, the kinks from the first for one. Sure. And like... You know, they got their spots together and whatever. and like, like okay, our episode now, now, one compared to episode yeah. four. Yeah. And there's yeah. like, okay, now we really know. Now we are di- we get dialed in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I thought the first match was better. I, I, I did too. I thought the flow of it was better. The energy was better. The crowd was better. Yeah. Um, everything, I thought it was actually even filmed better once we started getting into. Yeah. Those long shots in the second match that I brought up were like, it's this really saturated shot, probably the most accurate of color of what that room looked like when they were in there, though, the bright green and shit. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah, the, the two rings, uh, three-fourths of it are showing, but a quarter of it's cut off on the camera. It's, like, really poor broadcast stuff, but, I mean, it was a long time ago. But, yeah, I do think the first one, like you said, was just everything was a bit tighter. Um, yeah. It's what it felt like to me. Yeah. And so I'm wondering if maybe either we just – have a different perception than Dave Meltzer or, right. yeah. the, you know, or whether maybe that was what he got to see at the time. Also. Yeah. What, like if he reviewed it legit real time, I mean, expectations are different. It's possible that, well, the other thing they is are it's now. possible that he, I, I don't know, but it's possible that he only got to see that second match because the first match. They're not. Te- yeah, there's no televised know, of it. Like, I, I don't know whether it was broadcast in yeah. any form or whether it was on some type of home video release. Or like a closed circuit theater they used to do for WrestleMania. But probably it wasn't that big to do something like that where they'd rent out theaters and closed circuit broadcast at a theater. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, but I thought the first one was better and it felt more um i mean it I was just first felt one like more the excitement st- like the stakes were higher there was yeah. more excitement uh i thought that jj dylan's involvement was great when he came in and was just like totally ineffective yeah on offense and then took that wicked doomsday device God. yeah it's fell real. right on his shoulder and was legit injured and just had to give up <laughs> yeah match is over we were planning on going maybe another 15 but no it's done <laughs> i mean i don't know because I, I, we talked we were like i assume jj was supposed to give up yeah because because he's, he's just the like the war machine the he's yeah he can yeah. take the hit um but who knows if it was supposed to happen right there we do yeah. know that it was a legitimate injury from jj Dillon. i mean it didn't it didn't look gnarly when it happened, but you could tell that something off happened. Just the way when he hit, and then his sudden reaction after that, where he gets tight, instead of just rolling around like yeah. a, 
uh, selling the move. So yeah. yeah, it looked pretty gnarly. To it's me. always rough when you see people like the Sid Vicious off the top rope where he lands on his on his ankle. Yeah, it's in WCW and just his leg like. Oh God! Yeah, that's it's on Nitro, I think. Yes. Fuck it's Monday Nitro. It's like you're. I'm just gonna tune in after work, watch my favorite wrestling program live tonight on Monday. Okay, to be oh fair, my God, his leg exploded. To, to be fair, <laughs> at that moment, that was no one's favorite wrestling. No, program. that was the tail end. Of, that was they WCW lost. in like 2000. 2000. Yeah, yeah. That was six months pr- before Ugh. they get bought by oh. by Vince and company. Oh, that was bad. That was bad stuff. <laughs> okay, so well, with all that in mind, um. For our rankings, let's just talk about the first match, right? Because they hit a lot of the same spots in the second match. Yeah. Um, that they already did in the first, probably because, again, it wasn't really televised. So this new audience, like a stand-up set, same jokes each night, different set, different crowd. Yep. So I'm going to base our, our ratings, at least mine, off the first match. Because yeah. I did enjoy that one more. Let's do that. I agree. With that in mind, I'm I'm doing this. We've been doing this for a while, so I'm trying to remember this stuff without looking at notes. Uh, we have five parts of the whole score. Shit houses. Yeah. Flippy many, flops. Yeah, flip flops. TI-86 calculators. Yeah. Melrose places. Yep. And chaplains. That's the right. Charlie variety. That's right. How would you rate this 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 first War Games uh, ever match uh, on the shit house scale? Shit house. Um, I think this match, if there was ever a match for me that was probably going to break the scale, uh, it's something like this. Uh, I remember giving uh, Bret Hart, Steve Austin, a perfect five. I would say for this match, just because uh, everyone starts bleeding so quickly <laughs> in this match. There are so many people getting their faces yeah. just grated yeah. against the cage. It's, pretty, it's glorious. Uh, there's a couple of awesome spike pile drivers that flair and blanchard do uh-huh um, the slingshot into the cage three times in a row thing is cool that was cool uh yeah that was animal uh slingshotting tully into the cage. again they did that in both matches but it looks so much better in the first way match. better in the first one um dusty like spider-man walking on the top rope okay all <laughs> all of the top rope swinging from the roof of the cage the ceiling of the cage and doing a, a shitty foot stomp or a shitty elbow drop or whatever from that dumb swing. I said in the unrecorded commentary that they look like a bunch of dads trying really cool moves on like a trampoline. Yeah. And it just looks so bad. Yeah. It's really bad. Very shithouse, though. Very shithouse. Uh, so that combined with, combined with the atmosphere, yeah. uh, combined with just the grime, the dirt and grit of the whole all thing, all yeah. over it, that like the cage is just like, it's gnarly. The fact looking, that the only you know? way we were able to watch it was on some weird group on <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> you to find it on Facebook video. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I think that that's going to elevate this to five and a half stars out of five. For my shithouse rating, this is the first time that I've gone above five stars. The first time. It may, and it, frankly, it may be the only time. Frankly, it makes me sick. Well, no, and that doesn't. But I'm giving it a five. It doesn't. I'm just, it was just fun. I was having a bit of a, bit of a laugh to myself. I'm going to give it a five because I'm not going to break the rules for this one. Wow. But I do agree with everything you said. It was, it was a legit shithouse match. And again, like we talked in a previous episode, it makes me wish... That the new War Games stuff matches had that ceiling of the cage. Because I know these days, these guys will look real cool when they swing. Yes. They won't look like 
Dads. Dusty and company. <laughs> yeah, right. Dads. Although, if you remember the that elimination chamber, I think we talked about this a couple of years ago where uh, Kalisto and it company, goes all the way to the middle and yeah, just kind of falls. All, it was just, they were trying to swing off the time. It was bad. And like 12 people caught him. <laughs> it was bad. Uh, okay. How many TI-80? No, wait. No, uh, flippy flops. Well, flippy flops. <laughs> Let's just give that one a one for me because I'm giving him a little bit of effort for their swings. <laughs> Uh, okay, 0.5, 0.5, 0.2, 0.5. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Was there anything else besides that? <laughs> no. Uh, I mean, Was there know, even guys, a suplex? Guys thrown, <laughs> guys thrown, yeah, there were some power slams. Okay. There was a gorilla press. But no, I mean, I don't think that counts. Uh, I, I, I would go ahead and give this a... <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Just a big old goose egg? I think a zero. Uh, a 0. 0.25. So I'm going to give like... this a quarter star because only because of Dusty's <laughs> swing. What about, I, was, I think Just... it was Tully's swing or it was Tully or oh, Arn. Tully in the second match. Where, yeah, he swings yeah. down and he doesn't make contact with his legs. So he just lands on his feet and then he kicks the guy. <laughs> it was so bad. Oh. So nothing. Ugh. A big goose egg, huh? I'm going to give it a quarter star because, right, so du- because Dusty's original swing in the first match got such a great reaction. Yeah, it was that. ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then jumping on to uh, TA-86s, uh, what your score? Oh, TA-86 calculators. Uh, for this match. Um, it's a weird hiccup thing. What happened there? Weird. Yeah. It's staying in now. got the hiccups now. Noise. <laughs> Zero. Zero TI-86 calculators. No, this match but, doesn't suck. No, it doesn't suck. It just gets zero TI-86 calculators. Yeah, I'm agreeing with they you. They got five and a half shit houses for me. That's true. Yeah, there's really, it's chaos. It's madness. It. I mean, Hawk and Animal are in the match, so people are just like getting hit in the face. And, and so explain. They break JJ. J.J. Dillon's shoulder. So explain to the audience that might not know uh, why the Road Warriors are so infamous for their the way they take bumps, or don't for that matter. Oh, I, I was talking about the way that they, uh, how, like, no how snug they delivered offense. Yeah. Which, I mean, yes, they are kind of known for also not selling the offense of their opponents. Yeah, for sure. But that's kind of okay because that's sort of their gimmick. But uh, the Road Warriors and the Steiners both are ha- were known for um, being very physical uh, and kind of heavy-handed at at times. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it just uh, it's. Do we gotta do like a diaphragm breathing? Get it real down there. Okay. No. Didn't work. Didn't work at God all. God damn it. Didn't work at all. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust my position. I wanna leave all this in. It's <laughs> really good. Your friend that liked the chewing candy bar part from last week or the week before is gonna oh love this. God. That's not gonna help because I'm gonna keep talking to you. I don't know why I got the hiccups. Alright, well uh then I'll give my T eighty six score was a zero. Uh there's nothing technical about this match. No. It's chaos. There's yep. twenty million people in the ring. They're all large, large men. And uh at times it's 
unfathomable how anyone could watch it. But then most of the time you're like, this is the greatest shit ever. Yeah. I can't imagine being there alive. Being a part of that. <laughs> Your face when you're talking to me looks in so much pain. Being... Oh my god. <laughs> All right. So I'm moving on to Melrose Place. This one, I think for me, gets about a four. Uh, I think it would have gotten a five or maxed out if I, you know, was following this week to week or whatever, or follow in the ter- in the territory at the time, actually going there live and whatnot to see that story unfold. But because I didn't really see it unfold more so, uh, as much as you just told me what ha- happened, uh, or what's been happening, uh, I do appreciate the story of the four horsemen just fucking over Dusty and his cronies all at all times, and that's a great story. So I'm gonna give it a four to five, I think. For me, how about you? Yeah, I think a four is a good score for this. Right on. Um, that rhymed. Four's a good score for this. If you're gonna give a score, okay. make it a four. Um, if you're gonna take some time, give it a five. Time and five. <laughs> what a good rhyme. Do you still have the hiccups? <laughs> yes. Okay, so you give it a four. It, so you agree it's a good place for it. Yeah, it's a good place for it. Good story told. The ending was slightly anticlimactic, but it was also very realistic in that yeah, yeah. JJ actually got hurt. And if shit happened the way, it, like, let's say this was, for whatever reason, sanctioned by an athletic commission. Yeah. And uh, you had 10 guys fighting, and one of them gave up. Like, no one would really hear him. They would keep yeah. fighting. And that's what happened in the match. Like, yeah. Like, he... he like, he told the referee, I give up. Yeah. And the match kind of continued for a minute until they could tell everyone, okay, stop. Oh, yeah. He really, yeah. Because there's not, there's no refs in there with earpieces getting calls and all that stuff. There's no, no camera camera yeah. operators in the no ring refs either. Or ca- no refs or cameras in the ring. Yeah, which is a, it's a fun thing. It's the same thing as, like, old, these old school matches with uh, a bunch of photographers around the ring. I love that, that sense of chaos that that brings with just so many people around the ring and it's just an interesting dynamic they don't do that anymore in the same way as yeah there's there's refs and like three cameras in the ring at all times during working his matches nowadays anyway yeah it 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 sort of that pulls the curtain back that says we know that you know and this is so that we can get the best shot yeah so we can make the best production whereas this one's like Hey, welcome to our chaos. Yeah, like, I think having all the photographers around the ring makes it feel like a sporting event. Yeah, for sure. And having no one else in the cage with these guys makes it feel like... This is a brawl. You are not qualified. You should not be in this ring with us, because we are qualified shithouses right now. It makes it feel like fucking Mad Max. Yeah. You know? Like the match beyond... Beyond Thunderdome. Thunderdome. It's a real wispy dome. It's oh, real. God. It get, if a strong breeze, the dome just flies off. It's the Thunderdome. <laughs> Swiping right in the Thunderdome. Uh, What's okay. the next thing? Uh, this is uh, Charlie is Chaplin's. Well, this one might go right there with those slippy floppies. <laughs> For the same reason, those fucking swings are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Dusty, Dusty Cat. Walking on the top rope in the crowd going ape Which shit is insane because the catwalk was like, if maybe like a foot and a half. <laughs> it wasn't even very far. <laughs> yeah, but everyone was like, oh, we've, never, we've never seen this before. Look at Dusty. He's like 900 pounds up there. Big man. Also, <clears throat> how Arn's 
somehow managed to get hit with like a flying boot from De- like with Dusty's up on the top rope, you would think he would just be like, all right, I'm going to go chill on the other side of the <laughs> ring for a minute. He was like, mm, no, I'm going to see what this is about. And Dusty was like, yeah, baby. I think my score just went to 1.5 because you said boot. Yeah. Which reminded me of the weird ankle lock foothold hump this boot spot. <laughs> oh, that was in that the second match. Doesn't matter. The camera yeah. hung on it for so long. And I <laughs> don't know what was happening. Yeah, and I don't right. think Tully knew either. I think was Tully doing it, right? He was performing the move. Yeah. 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 My <laughs> the best boot hump guess, against my Dusty. Best, my best guess is a spinning toe hold. But Instead of spinning, he just kind of gyrated. Just really, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, yeah, because you're supposed to do a full 360 spin like twice, three spin times, and like torque it, and then spin again and torque it again. You probably figured the camera wasn't on him because there's 12 million people in the ring. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know. Maybe neither we should, did he. We, we'll have to ask him about that. We'll have to when he comes uh, on. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, well, so what did you give it? So I got 1.5. Yeah, I'll go ahead and give it a one. Okay. Yeah. I think that uh, for the most part, it was just, this was just a shithouse of yeah. a match. <laughs> yeah. And I think the amount of people involved make it like that's the only possible solution. And this in this era of wrestling with that many people involved, it could only be a shithouse. Yeah. Uh, so I guess the last thing I want to ask you is yeah. through our 2019 eyeballs, right? Right. Through our 2019 eyeballs, did you, um, does this like hold up for you as being entertaining pro wrestling that you would like enjoy watching with your friends, particularly the first match? I, I really enjoy this style of wrestling. So for me, it's great. But when you get a friend involved to show them wrestling, yeah, I think with 2019 eyes, one, the video quality is hard to swallow. Yeah. Um, the, uh, if they're not familiar with wrestling, the sheer chaos of the match would be hard to follow. Yeah. Um, because commentary is not very loud because the audio mixing is old school as well. be hard for them to follow. So, no, I don't think I would show people this match. Right. Okay. But watching it with me was rad. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. That's what I, I was. I agree with you. <clears throat> yeah. I would never show this to a non-wrestler. To a non-wrestling fan in a million years. Yeah. This, these are the types of matches that that are not five-star and do not fit the mold of what we want to show the comedians here in Portland. Um, but for me but and for you, us, that was yeah. fun as hell. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, I had a really good time. So you gave it a one. I'm gonna give it a one on the chapel. And I don't. I'm not writing down these anymore because I figure uh, whenever we have to use the data, I'll just go listen to the scores again and write it down there. Very but I think in summary, uh, it's just a real shit house of a match. Such everything a else is is bad, but not ruining of the overall thing. When uh, not to give not to give away too much, but Bo and I have some stuff uh, in the works for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of which may or may not be a shit house uh, uh, tournament of sorts. Yeah, bracketed. I'm, tr- I'm trying to still trying to think about what to call it. Yeah, but essentially it would be a bracketed tournament of matches. Daddy's big brawl. Daddy's big brawl. Twenty twenty. The shit house invitational. Twenty twenty. Because that's probably when we'll do it. Shithouse Invitational, Daddy's Big Brawl. Presents. Tope Suicida. What wrestling is right now. In the shithouse with Dad. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, but some boy. of that actually is really good. <laughs> so maybe we'll use that. Maybe. Yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what, uh, how well, the rules of that tournament, because it's still up in the air, but we want to do more interesting stuff. And uh, if you have feedback, we want to hear it yeah. at, uh, on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of it, Tope Suicida Pod. And then you can email us at the same thing, but at gmail.com. Yeah, if you've got a match suggestion, either for, for sure. the show in general, for us to show folks, or a match that you would like to see included in that Grand Prix tournament. For sure. Let us know. Yeah, we've got a list of about a full, a little bit over a year's worth, like so like 58 matches uh, for shows, and uh, but there's always a bunch more out there that we haven't thought about that maybe it, you like that we can watch with people. Totally. Anyway, I had a good, I, this is a good show. I mean, it was great. How do you feel about your hiccups? One to one to ten before we invocate. Like, how bad are they, or how do I feel about, about them. having um, them? So, is, is it, it shit house? Oh, your hiccups. Are my hiccups shit house? Mm-hmm. They go away. These motherfuckers go away. Holy shit! Oh my god! I think Holy you made them go away when you asked if they were shit. It's like the start of Major Pain, where he's like, "Are you in pain?" Soldier, he's like, I am. He's like, give me your finger. And he breaks his finger. And he's like, now this pain distracts you from that other pain. Right. Major wow. pain. Great movie of the 90s. <laughs> We're going to have Damon Wayans on yeah. the program <laughs> We're soon. We're going to have the whole Wayans we'll brood. We'll have the Wayans fam on. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk to Keenan Ivory about uh, I'm going to get you sucker. Yeah. Uh, we'll, That's of course, movie. talk to Marlon about the scary movie series. Jim's coming over. Um, Jim Carrey, we're going to talk about with the Waynes and Jim Carrey, like a big In uh, uh, Living Color uh, reunion show. I thought you were, I thought you meant um, Jim Wayans. <laughs> And I was, and I was like, Did they have I another brother? A, I don't think there's a Wayans brother called Jim. I am James Wayans. <laughs> you can call me Jim. <laughs> James Wayans. <laughs> it's good. It's got a good. Oh, anyway, hey Mike, uh, what 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 is wrestling to you? Ah, I just yes. threw that right in your face, huh? What is it? Tell me it. Wrestling is. A blood-soaked piece of notebook paper that you pick up off of the ring apron when you're 14 years old. Oh, shit. And you realize that, holy shit, this was real blood (laughs) that got all over (laughs) some announcer's paper. And you believe. Yeah. It is the delight and the... uh, surprise that comes with being fooled uh and enjoying that since <laughs> and enjoying that experience that's wrestling that is wrestling <laughs> hey bo yes what's wrestling baby oh he's up no oh, i just have to stand up it's, i'm sitting too long I'm going to drink water again. Ingrid, what's wrestling? Well, uh, it's funny that you asked her because wrestling is that 10-year-old wiener dog <laughs> that sit next, sits next to you on the couch that just, you know, for majority of the podcast, just, just is just passing beautiful toots right on my co-hosts. <laughs> the beautiful toots. Just farting all over Mike. But he doesn't say anything for a while. Because he's really enjoying the stuff on the screen. Because it's engaging, it's fun, and it's just wrestling. And Ingrid is just full of gas at 10 years old. That's wrestling. 
to me anyway, this week. <laughs> That's just what happened. You just to- recounted what happened. That wasn't an invocation. <laughs> That's why I'm bad at the form. You know, wrestling is uh, when you're when you're out at a friend's house and he. <laughs> He's like, you can have any of these paintings. I made them all for you, but you can <laughs> you can only have one. And you're like, but I want to all of them. You just said you made them all for me, and then and then you're only gonna give me one. And it's kind of rude, but he's like, maybe some other people will want these pictures and these paintings. And uh, <laughs> and that's wrestling, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Uh. This has been the Tope Suicida podcast. We really hope that you've enjoyed this episode Tell where we friends. took a look where we, <laughs> where we took a look at uh, the genesis of the war games creation. And uh, I don't know, I feel pretty good about this episode. Yeah, it was fun. You know, actually, Bob, you know what? You know what I think of this episode? I think it was nice. nice. <laughs>